Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Your brain needs support, and new Ollie Brainy Chews are a delightful way to take care of your cognitive health. Made with scientifically backed ingredients like Thai ginger, L theanine, and caffeine, Brainy Chews support healthy brain function and help you find your focus, stay chill, or get energized. Be kind to your mind and get these nootropic chews at Ollie.com. That's O L L Y.com. These statements have not been evaluated by the Food and Drug Administration. This product is not intended to diagnose, treat, cure, or prevent any disease. The official Brighton and Hove Albion podcast. We're talking with Vicky Lasada today, Paul, and I'm sure we're going to touch on the likes of Leo Messi, paving the way for the next generation of women and girls football, and being a 360 footballer. So much to talk to her about, Glenn. She's a household name, a star of the world game. Um, we might even ask her about the role her wife Emma Byrne played in her coming to Brighton and her Albion in the first place. Yeah, it's one that I'm really looking forward to this. We started by asking her about joining the first team at Barcelona's famous La Masia Academy at 15 years old. That's why I, I feel a bit older, even if when I was 28, I already felt like I had a long career. Like. Right. We all think of La Masia as this magical place. And I've been there. It just straight away, you feel you're somewhere special. What did you learn there? What does it teach you? Um, I mean, when I was there, we didn't have girls in the Masia staying, mm. sleeping there. Now is the second year that they do. It's just the education, the football education. You speak about football all day. Um, they also educate off the pitch with nutrition. Uh, they care about how you feel, problems at home. So it's not just as a footballer, as a person also. Yeah, and that works? Is, it, is, it, is there a lot of pressure or is it...? I mean, in terms of football, it works. Yeah. You see now the under-12s and they have the basics. You don't need to tell them. <laughs> the way they move, their body shape, the way they ask for the ball, it's like some of my team don't have it. Yeah. <laughs> some players in the high level don't have it. No. So when you look at Barcelona now, and it's been a difficult few years at Barcelona, do you think the club, because it has that foundation of player production, mm. will the club always be where it is now, always be powerful and successful because it has that foundation, do you think? Um, I think it's powerful, but now Barca is having a bad time economically, so sadly they are selling players that they would love to keep, I'm sure. Mm. But the world that's behind, it, it's um, it's massive and it gives you results 100%. Mm. Yeah, yeah, you can see now... Barca playing Champions League with three kids, 17 years old, in midfielder. 
yeah. against big players. And of course, they're going to get exposed because of experience. But the first half against Real Madrid, also you have Bellingham against Fermin. And I mean, they're different, of course. Mm -hmm. But there's nothing that Fermin was missing, you know? Mm, yeah. I have to ask you about the, the, the Champions League win against Chelsea, which I remember watching and 10 minutes into that game, I thought. This game is over. It was a spectacular yeah. win, wasn't it? And you were the captain of the Barcelona side. Do, do you remember that as like a perfect performance in some way? Uh, we, need, we knew the weak, the weaknesses of Chelsea really well. And sometimes you prepare the game and you go for the weaknesses of the opponent and it works. Other times when it doesn't work is when you, you, it's the most difficult for a player as a team also to adapt, to change, but that they worked. And it worked and we were really effective. So I do think the game was over because mentally Chelsea couldn't respond. Just going back to La Masia, what age do people, girls and boys go? What like And out of interest, because it's different here in England where you can't sign players younger players from different areas. Is it just around Barcelona and Catalonia or is it all around Spain that people get to go? In La Masia, we have now an Italian girl, Dragoni. She's 16. They signed her from Milan. So I think it's uh, about giving the women's team also the same conditions that the men's have had for years. And now it's the second year we... They, sorry, they have. <laughs> <laughs> they, <laughs> they have 10 girls that are part of the second team, like the championship here in England. But they are 16, 17, 18, so they're very young and they play against 30 years old. But you, you were 14 when you went? Yeah, but I didn't have them conditions. I was at home. So, yeah. but the style was the same. And um, but I couldn't stay there and go to school and train in the morning. They train in the morning now at that okay. really early age. And um, yeah, it was different. Now it's, it's very professional. Glenn and I were discussing earlier when we spoke to Pauline, Pauline Bremer. We yeah, we thought she's the most decorated person, the most yeah. at the football club, <laughs> men or women. We, th yeah. we actually thought. We, 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 we think we might have made a mistake. We think, <laughs> no. we think it's you. Six league titles and a Champions League and, and God knows what else. Have you ever compared medals with her? No, not just currently, ever yeah. in the club's history. I mean, it was it was so nice to be part of a, such a successful team, you know, and with Barca, of course. We won so many leagues, so many Spanish Cups. And then Pauline has two Champions League. The Champions League are powerful. I have one. <laughs> um, but yeah, I don't know. I think, you know what I experienced in Barca, I think it's really hard. I don't think it's going to happen again. The way we won that first Champions League with so many players from home mm. that we've been playing together for more than five, six years. At some point, I was on the pitch and I knew who I had on my right, on my left, in front. I knew what the players were going to do. And then we were so hard. The commitment was so hard. The intensity was hard mentally also. And you miss so many things on your life because after the Lyon final, the Champions League, where we were, we got smashed. In 20 minutes, we were four nailed down. We wanted to work to win the Champions League. And having such a powerful team, it's something that is very unique. Talking of um, Spanish football, do you, do you think things have settled down enough politically there now for Spain to go on and be the dominant force in world football, in women's football, because they certainly looked it at the World Cup. Do you, know, do, you think, do you think that turbulence has passed now and do you think they can get on now with being a football team again? 
I mean, for me, always the combination of politics and football is not a good combo. Um, but of course, what happened, uh, it brought the attention of the whole country. And it's sad because they focus on what happened with Jenny and, and the president instead of the massive win for Spain, which we knew we had possibilities to win the the, the World Cup. But maybe that game against Japan kind of brought us back to reality. But then, you know, in a tournament, everything can happen. I think Spain has been working really well in um, academy, like early age, you know, young players, and that is massive. So you never lose generations. The gap gets smaller between championship and WSL, which here I think is bigger. And uh, the girls get to the first team with the basics under control. They mm. are very good on them, and I think it's something that you really need. And that's going to give us some security for the future. So the future of Spain is brilliant. It's going to be brilliant for sure. It looks it. Yeah. You, you, you mentioned, I heard you say that it was uh, it was so nice to see so many little boys and girls coming to watch WSL matches. And it must be nice to be inspiring a generation and blaz blazing a trail for young girls, giving them a clear pathway to be professional footballers. Um, yeah, it's something I didn't have. And... When you are young, also, in, when you're a teenager, sometimes you have a lot going on in your life. You don't even know what you like, what you don't like, what you want. And I would love to have someone to look at and say, OK, that's the right way to go. I did have all experienced players. Now, if I was <laughs> a bit messy, would tell me, no, that's not the right way. Come back if you <laughs> want to stay in the high level. So it's great to inspire that new generation and the fact that they can see that we are professionals for me is the is the most important. It's not just about winning, because when you're young, you have to develop. It's your education and just drive yourself uh, to your objectives. But but your generation has just fast forward the women's game so much. You must yeah. be so proud of of where you started and how far like you and your generation of players have taken it to now and what you've created for young girls to come through to. Yeah, it's funny that you say that because sometimes, you know, I speak about football all the time and at home and with my friends because we're passionate about it. And sometimes I think, I wish I was just five or maybe three <laughs> years younger. I still wish you that know? now. <laughs> but then coming back to what you said, I am so proud of have been part of that era, yeah. them players that we were fighting so hard to to change the game. And just to see the results now, it just makes me so proud. And I wouldn't change uh, my 32 years old. <laughs> and obviously we've seen it firsthand in England, how superseded the women's game has become over the last four or five years. Is that everywhere or is that is that more so in England? I mean, I think there's been a massive investment here. And there's one thing that is, as a player, you have to work hard to get better, commit, be professional. But then you need some support, which is visibility. I think here the radios, you guys with this, this podcast, you're giving visibility to us. TV, uh, BBC, Sky Sport, Dazon, that is massive for us because uh, I've been playing for so many years, but no one knew about us. My family came to watch us. Yeah. And I think England is the, they've been the best showing uh, how to do it. I think Spain is on the way, but there's always problems. Uh, Italy is growing. Um, I think England is the perfect example how to do things in the right America way. America are quite. 
America are good, yeah. especially now. But they've been good for a long time. Huh? They've been good for a long time. I think the football is different. The European football is different. They live football in a different way. But now they've signed a massive agreement also. And I think it's because they see that England okay. is getting better. So they don't want to get behind us here. And in the end, it's great because, you know, more opportunities, quality opportunities, more people is joining now. We have two Spanish in the U.S. that they just won the NWSL. In the end, it's great. It doesn't matter, it doesn't matter where. So this is your third um, stint in English football, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. why do you keep coming back here? Seriously. <laughs> <laughs> you played in Italy, America, Spain, all the sunny countries, and you keep coming back here. No, seriously. <laughs> Last week when it was so windy here, I was like, why did I pick England? Why? <laughs> Again. <laughs> yeah, why? You could have been in citrus. Yeah. But no, it's, um, for me, the commitment is massive. Because this is the best league. Like, I play in Spain, and don't get me wrong, I was at home and I enjoy so much the tiki taka football uh, with, because they're my friends. Mm. They're not just my teammates, they're my friends. Yeah. But just coming to this league, you, if you look at the table now, who's going to be on top? Who's going to be at the bottom? You don't know. And that is, that is what, for me as a professional, it drives me like challenging situations, always want to win, but also you don't want. You don't want it to be easy. So the technical level, presumably in Spain, is still a bit higher in women's football. It's more of a, it's more physical here, is that, or is that a cliche? Oh, yeah. It is physical. Yeah. I can tell you, it is yeah. physical. I, I heard yeah. you say actually, you um, you mentioned how good you are technically, yeah, but you needed to work on your athleticism, and you, you called it a three sixty football. Yeah. How how did you how did you work on that side of your game? Well, the first thing I left is, I left Barcelona when I was twenty three, already seven years in the first team. <laughs> and it was the first year I remember, it was the first year I got the armband okay. as a captain. And in March, halfway of the season, I left to America because it was too easy for me and I knew I was missing that part. I hate defending, I was never out. <laughs> you know, I just wanted to attack, I just wanted to get in them pockets, wait for the ball, you guys defend, <laughs> pass the ball to me. And I knew the football was developing and I wanted to be, to be honest, I wanted to be the best in the world. That was my mentality with, when I was just 23. So I left to America. <laughs> I ran so much. I came back to Spain uh, being a completely different player, also mentally, because America showed me the mentality. And then that's why I come back here also, because I think that might be my weakness. And I think if there is one place where I can be my best, Probably in a league that is going to demand that physicality. That's, that's a big decision, isn't it? To step out of your comfort zone where yeah. you excel and challenge yourself. Yeah, but that's, I don't know, I guess that's my personality. I've always been like that. And it's true now. I actually had this conversation last night watching Champions League because I watched Barca against Benfica. And it was so easy for Barca. Players were walking. They didn't need, they didn't need to run to okay. win the game. Yeah. So I was talking to my wife and I was like, why they don't go to another league where they are more exposed? Because they're playing for Barcelona and it's sunny there. Oh, that's true. <laughs> yeah, I know. Then I made the wrong, the wrong, mis the wrong decision back then. But you know, that goes with yeah. personalities also. I guess I, it also teaches me a lot, you know, off the pitch. You, you know that you're a footballer when you get out of your comfort zone. Yeah, and I, I was going to mention that you've obviously played in, what is it, Spain, Italy... England and America. Yeah. Have you taken something out of each league you've played in, out of each country, culturally? 
Yeah, always, always. America, physically, and I didn't speak a word of English, so that was really hard for me. Uh, you're so far from your family. It's not that in England you got to fly, and in two hours you're home. Couldn't do that. I cry so much, <laughs> so much. Hang on, you couldn't speak a word of English that rip, but now you're completely fluent. That yeah. quickly. <laughs> How did that happen? I mean, well, three spells in England helps. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, that was one reason also that I left, you know, uh, to also learn another language. I think in the future that is massive in Spain. Mm. And then I just married three months ago, Emma Byrne. Yes. So I couldn't stand a word of English. Then I decided to meet an Irish person, <laughs> which I didn't know what I was doing. Well, we, but we can't hear an here accent. I, I survive. <laughs> that's, that's a different layer of English, yeah. the Irish accent. Yeah. <laughs> I wondered, actually, because Emma was a goalkeeper here, wasn't yeah. she? And I wondered whether, she, did she have any um, uh, say in you coming to Brighton and Albion? Did she put, recommend the club to you? Yeah. Well, when I had options on the table last summer, uh, from day one, she was Brighton. Right. And I was like, I don't know, I don't know, let me think, um, you know. And, and in the end, Brighton was. Why? So she, was, she said to me, um, which this is very important, really good people, this is very important for me. Uh, the environment is really nice, it's like a family. The training ground is amazing. Yeah. They're going to help you also with your education. And I want to see the South Coast, she said to me. It's <laughs> <laughs> not going to be like Manchester. <laughs> and um, I like to live near the sea. So I was like, OK, let's go to Brighton then. The official Brighton and Hove Albion podcast. This episode is brought to you by La Quinta by Wyndham. Your work can take you all over the place, like Texas. You've never been, but it's going to be great because you're staying at La Quinta by Wyndham. Their free bright side breakfast will give you energy for the day ahead. And after, you can unwind using their free high-speed Wi-Fi. Tonight, La Quinta. Tomorrow, you shine. Book your stay today at LQ.com. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price. Priceline. You mentioned education in your answer there. Yeah. Education as in coaching. Yeah. Yeah. Is that the next step? Um, yeah. I'm already like I was with with Chelsea last week. So I've joined the to start the the coaching batches. And just the way from day one, the day they help you, it's just different because they want you to enjoy the process also. She's helping me so much. So she, they I think in the club here they wanna make sure we are comfortable and we're enjoying the process also, which is massive with my experience. I want the best conditions. Also, uh, my last years of my career, you know what it is to play for over 15 years. Your body is sometimes in pain. It's true. Sometimes you're in pain. Sometimes. Not anymore. Not anymore. Not anymore. No, I know. I asked you and you're happy. So, But yeah, I'm so happy I, I made the right decision and the, and the project is challenging. It's really challenging. 
and we're working on it. So I'm I'm so happy. I think the club needs to send Emma some champagne for persuading you to come. Here. Oh, they should be happy with that. Yeah. If it involves champagne, <laughs> beer, or wine, anybody here? More than happy. Anybody listening at the club? Uh, <laughs> yeah, champagne for Emma. Yeah, uh, yeah. Um, uh, talking of. Uh, Coaching, Vicky. Emma Hayes is is being confirmed as the new USA manager. That's that's kind of quite a a big thing for the WSL, isn't it? And for English women's football. So, what did you think of that appointment? I mean, um, with different style of playing for Emma, but she's the Guardiola. She's the best Guardiola mm. in success in women's football because she's won everything, keeping that level of success and standards. For so many years, it's so it's impossible. It's practically impossible. I don't think. I mean, it'd be so hard to see another manager to do that mm. in the WSL. And I know she always wanted to have an experience in uh, international, so it doesn't surprise me. I did some ITV games of the World Cup. I was speaking with her, and I think that was coming. Mm. So. so you think that's the biggest job in international football? It has to be, doesn't it? Managing the USA at the moment. Yeah. Generational change. Uh, they are still, I think, looking for their game, their mentality. Also, how to manage no winning, which is really hard mm. because the frustration gets uh, high, super, super high when you don't win and you're used to win. But I think she's got the character and the personality to do it. She's not going to miss that. So. <laughs> no. Uh, talking of which, did uh, when you were at Barcelona, did you have much to do with Lionel Messi? Because you were the star of the women's team, he's obviously the star of the men's team. Did you did you talk much? Did, did he give you advice or did you share it? Uh, we were captains at the same time, so I, I did share, you know, in Christmas time, you go to the hospitals to visit the kids. Uh, summer, you go to schools. Uh, and then Barca was, the way that they develop also the marketing of the women's football, the women's team is sharing things with the men's team, which is very clever because, you know, Barca is all around the world, so yeah. everybody knows them. So, yeah, I share a lot with him. He's a guy, he's very shy. Mm. He doesn't speak much or at all. He doesn't have to, does he really? <laughs> he doesn't have to. Um, he changed when he became a father, a mm. dad. He was a bit more open. He was a bit more like sharing emotions. But no, he's very shy and um, uh, yeah, the only thing I can say was amazing to go to Camp Nou and uh, watch him play. There's, there's nothing like, I've never seen anything like him. I've seen Ronaldinho, not live. Ronaldinho used to do amazing things, but Messi watching him live. It was yeah. one of the best things I've experienced. Yeah. I would call that the greatest privilege of my sporting life, watching him in the in the, yeah. in the new camp. Yeah, Incredible. Same. You're watching it's a different really game, aren't you? It yeah. was different. And the way that team played for him with Pep Guardiola, I don't think we were going to experience them years again. So I'm so happy I was there. <laughs> <laughs> Me too. He once spoiled my night in Rome. I can tell you that much. What did he do? <laughs> Champions League final. Why? Well, how did it happen? Why? Uh, it's going to end up. 3-1? 3 3-1, one? Three one, I think, yeah. yeah. I think it was, yeah. Well, what, why, did you have a bet on the game or something? Or? I was there. Oh, was you were there? Yeah, I was there. Yeah, in so El Olimpico? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yes. In El Olimpico, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Mm, yeah. It was a big game, yeah. Mm. So how do you assess um, how are things going here? And the team is developing, isn't it? It's a, mm. it's a transitional year. Yeah. Um, how's, the, how's the team progressing? 
Yeah, it's really hard. So many new faces. I'm one of them. And uh, we're still trying, like, knowing each other, really, on and off the pitch. We started really well against Everton, uh, showing also some moments of great football that we maybe we've lost it in the last game, but the adaptability of the team um, is top right now because um, after a few games where we didn't success, because I think defensively we weren't good enough and we look uh, very, very vulnerable. Uh, it's true that the last game, so our possession hasn't been great, but the spirit, the mentality, you can see is there. And the WSL league is so, so tough. So I think we are learning how to manage the game and how to play the games. We don't forget about playing football, the possession side, but that is the most difficult in football. Mm. So we're still working on it, but we've definitely developed on the other side and the mentality, which is the basics we were missing if you want to play this league. Mm. I think from the outside, the improvement's there for all to see, but from, from last year to this year and obviously the two results against the Manchester yeah. Cubs are exceptional. Yeah, yeah, yeah. When it was confirmed that the women's team was going to come back to Brighton, eventually when a stadium can be built, did you talk about that? Did, was that good news for the players? Did they notice that? Yeah, I mean... Just the routine on a game day, having to go to Crawley is not ideal. Um, we don't feel it. It's true. We don't feel it like home. It's also red. <laughs> We're blue. <laughs> so, you know, what you see, it's like eating, right? You see something, oh, that looks nice. Uh, you go there, it's all red. And I'm like, the first day I was like, where, where are we now? But, I mean... You have to be very thankful that everything we have. But it's great news bringing back the stadium, uh, so bringing back the, the, the fans near to the city. It's going to take a few years, but it's a brilliant f future and it's really good news. Mm. Vicky, that was an absolute pleasure. We better, better let you go and train. Thanks for yeah, joining us. Thank you. It was really my pleasure. Thank you. Thank you. This moment. Thank you. Well, I enjoyed that, Glenn. I particularly like the image of Vicky travelling around with Leo Messi as fellow captains at Barcelona. Imagine that. What would you say? Yeah, I mean, that must have been incredible, those hospital visits at Christmas. She was a really good talker. It was, it was interesting to hear just about her journey in general, really. And what really struck me is, is that sort of generation paving the way for the next generation of women's and girls' players. And if you enjoyed the show, please rate, review us and tell your friends. We're currently working on our end-of-year Christmas package and we'd like to hear from you about your favourite moments of the year. Please tell us at podcast at brightonandhovealbion.com. The link is in the show notes. The official Brighton and Hove Albion podcast. This podcast is a VoiceWork Sport production for Brighton and Hove Albion. Sports Social Podcast Network.